It's 9 o'clock. Good morning. I'm Tom Robinson with KSOM, KS95 News. 32 degrees right now. 50 the high today, 52 on Tuesday, Wednesday 57, Thursday 61. We do have a chance for some rain on Thursday, a slight chance, and 36 a low Thursday night with another chance for some rain. Otherwise, uh, 45 on Saturday and 40 degrees for a high on Sunday. Chance for some mixed precip changes of snow on Sunday. Grizzled Fire and Rescue, Lewis Fire and Rescue, and KSMS were called to a two-vehicle head-on collision this morning. The call went out around 5.53 a.m. at 582nd and Whitepool Road, northeast of Lewis. Both lanes were blocked at the AT&T curve on Highway 6, and traffic was diverted through Lewis. Life Flight uh, did transport one patient to a trauma center. We will have details coming up soon on that accident uh, northeast of Lewis here this morning. One person died and another person was injured in a single-vehicle accident in Madison County. According to law enforcement, the accident happened around 4 a.m. on Sunday in the 1000 block of Pitzer Road between Dexter and Earlham. A passenger in the car identified as 42-year-old Jonathan Taylor died in the crash. The 30-year-old driver was transported to a Des Moines hospital for treatment of injuries. That accident remains under investigation. Charges are pending. According to the Iowa Department of Transportation, 14 people have already died on the state's roads this year. Adair Police Chief Brad Wendt is appearing in federal court today in Des Moines. According to KCCI, Wendt is being tried for charges resulting in a federal weapons investigation. Wendt is accused of misleading federal agents to obtain and sell machine guns for personal profit. According to court records, Wendt argues some evidence was obtained by unconstitutional search warrants. Wendt is indicted on 19 federal charges after being accused of exploiting his police chief status to buy or attempt to buy machine guns. Darren Scott Learcamp, convicted of intimidation with a dangerous weapon in Greene County, failed to report back to the Fort Dodge Residential Center as required yesterday. Learcamp is a 31-year-old Native American male, height 6 foot and weighs 273. He was admitted to the work release facility on November 17, 2023. Persons with information on Learcamp's whereabouts should contact local police. Well, over the weekend, two Central Iowa schools, Sankany Centennial and Perry High School, received non-credible threats. One of the threats interrupted a school event, evacuating around 2,000 people from the state speech tournament at Ankeny Centennial High School. The police were notified of a social media post suggesting the presence of a bomb within the school, but after investigation, their threat was deemed non-credible. Perry High School also received reports of threats, which police have investigated and found to be non-credible. The school district has posted police officers in all Perry schools as a precautionary measure and to ensure the safety of students and staff. Well, state climatologist Justin Glisson says last week wrapped up Iowa's 187th consecutive week of drought conditions. Look at wintertime as of uh, the last month of meteorological winter, February Statewide, we're about 175% of normal, so we've definitely had a, a wet stretch through winter, and this has definitely helped at least chip away at some of those longer-term precipitation deficits. Now, Glisson says the weather outlook through the first half of February is forecast to be warmer and wetter than average. He says that's good news. So moving forward, the expectation with the strong El Nino still hanging on, warmer temperatures across the upper Midwest, and the near normal to the potential for slightly elevated wetness as we get into the uh, March, April, May time frame. Listen, adds that Poxitani Phil did not see his shadow on Groundhog's Day, and he admits he is only right about 40% of the time, and hopefully he's right this time. 
Warmer temperatures have created unsafe ice fishing conditions. John Lorenzen, fisheries biologist with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, said typically ice goes out around the shore first, but there still may be safe ice beyond that. However, he recommends not going in any water to get out on ice. Lorenzen talks about what to look for. Look for signs of black coloration to the ice. I mean, when ice goes out, it typically turns black. It starts to appear porous. It's no longer holding water on top of the ice. You know, the snow melt and everything usually accumulates on top of the ice as, as water. Um, and then if the wa- once the ice becomes porous, it starts to leach through the ice. Um, so those are some signs to look for. And Lorenzen said different lakes and ponds go out at different rates since they have different watershed sizes, so be careful. He says if you are on one water body that has safe ice, that doesn't mean the next lake you go on is going to be safe. Iowa District 23 Representative Ray Sorensen has proposed a scholarship program called House Study Bill 556, known as the National Guard Service Continuing Education Scholarship. We have a National Guard Scholarship Bill, and it uh, would create a new scholarship program. And uh, I believe it's it's more that, that can be used at more continuing education programs beyond just the four-year university option, because there's already one that, that exists for that. But uh, they would be able to use the, the scholarship at non-traditional continuing education plans, um, you know, that are becoming more and more popular, especially at community colleges. And that, that to me, uh, reflects a lot more of our rural Iowa National Guard members. And so I think that's, that's one of the, another important bill that's out there. Recently, a subcommittee on the governor's AEA proposal met and decided not to advance the bill to the full committee, stating that uh, more discussions were necessary. Sorensen tells KSOM KS95 News that they have taken feedback from Iowans, and he believes that there is no support in the House to move this bill forward in its current form. Even though the bill is still alive in the Senate, Sorensen did admit it's on life support. He and his team will continue to work with stakeholders and gather feedback from Iowans to ensure that any bill passed in the House will help improve special education programs in the state. Well, the Tax Relief for Americans, Families, and Workers Act restores tax provisions left out of the 2017 tax reform efforts. American Farm Bureau Federation Government Affairs Director Dustin Shearer says the legislation includes provisions that benefit farmers and ranchers. The biggest of which is 100% expensing or bonus depreciation, which allows you to immediately write off investments into your business when you purchase equipment or build infrastructure. It's probably one of the most pro-growth policies that we can put in the tax code, and farmers lost the ability to buy new equipment under 1031 like-kind exchange in the 2017 tax reform. Sears says it's important lawmakers make the fix now ahead of the 2025 tax cliff. These provisions were only extended for a couple of years from 2017 when they changed. Others, like bonus depreciation, started to phase down. And so getting this done now, generally you can make tax policy retroactive for a year before you get too deep in the following year's filing season. And that's what this bill does. That provision and a couple others, including deductibility and the R&D expensing, retroactive to the beginning of 2023 before we get deep into this particular filing season. And Sheer encourages farmers and 
ranches to reach out to their senators and urge them to pass this legislation. Those things affect farmers and ranchers' bottom lines, especially in times of high cost and thin margins. Tell them your story and let them know that it is vital that they get this done. Learn more at fb.org. Learn more about our newscasts on our website at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.